Welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Disney Park Wanderer podcast. I'm your host, Emma Albertson, and you've made it to episode 19. Today, I'm going to be talking about two parks that I don't speak about that much in my podcast because I don't really know that much about them, to tell you the truth. That is part of the reason I was inspired to do this episode, because I wanted to learn about what fun things there are to do in these parks in the China region. Disneyland also has parks in Shanghai and Hong Kong, as well as their American and European and Japanese parks. So what I wanted to do is kind of give you an overview of what you can expect in both parks and try and pick between the two, which, spoiler, is a very difficult challenge. I hope you enjoy it, I hope it's informative and also a little bit of fun. Enjoy! Okay, let's start this off by looking at the unique attractions that you will find in these two parks that you will not find anywhere else. Let's begin with Hong Kong Disneyland. So perhaps one of the most popular attractions at Hong Kong Disneyland, which is unique, is Mystic Manor. Mystic Manor is their take on the Haunted Mansion, Phantom Manor style franchise that you find in all the other parks. The key difference being that due to Chinese traditions and culture, there's not really a focus on the afterlife and the more spooky haunting element. It's more focused on mystical, adventurous things. So this story is completely different and it's based on Lord Henry Mystic and his monkey Albert. You will find kind of tiki room themed style rooms and more worldwide culture style items rather than kind of graveyards and spooky haunted house feel. Another cool part of this ride is that it's trackless. So that is something completely different to all the other ones. It means you go on a unique path through the house. Not to mention the exterior of this house is so beautiful. It's based off of an old house in San Francisco, I believe, that is no longer there, but it is so beautiful. And that's one of the top reasons that I would like to go to Hong Kong Disneyland. Another attraction that they have is the Big Grizzly Mountain Runaway Minecars. As you can imagine, this is kind of a combination between Thunder Mountain and the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, I would say. It's that kind of vibe, but again, it's different to all the others. They also have rafts to Tarzan's Treehouse. Now, they have the Tarzan Treehouse experience in the Disneyland Park in California, but it's slightly different over here as it's kind of on its own island and they have special wooden rafts to bring you from one side to the other side. So that's a cool little element that they have over there. As well, as I've mentioned before in another episode of my podcast, in Hong Kong, there are a couple of Marvel attractions that at the moment are not in any of the other parks. So first up, you have Ant-Man and the Wasp Nano Battle. This one is kind of similar to the idea you get in the Buzz Lightyear Laser Blast attractions in the other parks around the world in the sense that you're in a vehicle and you have a laser and you have to shoot different targets. Main differences being that it's a completely different landscape. It's reimagined, redesigned. They have updated the technology so you have lasers in your guns that are more precise and also you cannot control the movement of the vehicles. The vehicles will move in a specific guided direction. They also have the Iron Man experience, which is a 3D simulator. This one has mixed reviews. I'm not sure if it's been a huge hit or not, but still it's something different and unique. 
And then finally, they have the Fairy Tale Forest. This actually opened for their 10th anniversary celebration, and it's kind of a walkthrough attraction that's got whimsical landscaping to bring to life different fairy tales and our favorite Disney stories. So think Tangled, Snow White. It's just something relaxing, something peaceful, and something beautiful to look at. Now let's talk a little bit about Shanghai Disneyland. Shanghai Disneyland also has quite a fair share of unique attractions that make me want to go so bad. So let's start off with a couple of the smaller ones. They have a maze, an Alice in Wonderland maze. People who listen to my podcast might be thinking, well, didn't you say they had one of those in Disneyland Paris? And yes, I did, and they do. But this one is special because it is based on the Tim Burton remake of Alice in Wonderland and not the original cartoon version. So this one is obviously going to be different because it's got different characters put in there and also it's a completely different layout and redesign. Also over in Shanghai Disneyland they have jet packs. This one is kind of like an Orbitron themed ride so it goes round in circles up and down but you're sitting in a chair that makes you feel like you're wearing a jet pack and you kind of bounce up and down. This one is in Tomorrowland and also looks very futuristic and cool. Speaking of futuristic and cool, Shanghai Disneyland is the one that has the Tron Cycle roller coaster. This one is coming to Walt Disney World, but Shanghai had it first. It looks like a really fun coaster. They make you feel like you're sitting on a motorbike, you have a harness on your back, and it looks like it gets some pretty high speed. Not to mention the track looks really futuristic and fun with lots of lights and twists and turns. Another star of Shanghai Disneyland is the Pirates of the Caribbean Battle for Sunken Treasure. There are Pirates of the Caribbean rides in basically all the parks across the world, but this one has got something else. <laughs> They've got updated technology. Everything is supposed to be super realistic and impressive. It's been voted one of the top dark rides in the world. I don't know too much about the details, but I do know that it has a couple of drops in it, twists and turns. You get to see a lot of the ships. You get to see the ship graveyard. You feel like you're under the sea in one moment. It looks incredibly cool. And that is one of the big attractions that makes me want to go to Shanghai. As well as this, they have honeypot spin. So like in other parks, they have the spinning teacups. It seems here that they have gone for honeypots in a nod to Winnie the Pooh. They also have something called Once Upon a Time Adventure, which is based on the story of Snow White. It's an interactive experience where you get immersed in a story. Another cool thing that they have is a ride that actually passes underneath the castle, which is something we haven't seen in any other park. So this one is called Voyage to Crystal Grotto. You're in a little boat, you float around seeing the stories of our favorite Disneys. So you've got Rapunzel, Snow White, Little Mermaid. And then once you've passed under the castle, you're taken into the Crystal Grotto, where you will have a musical, magical experience with water, lights. You can just imagine how beautiful it's going to be. Now I want to talk a bit about the castles of these two parks as they are quite different to any of the other castles in the other parks worldwide. So America, Paris or Tokyo. 
The castle in Hong Kong has recently had a huge reworking as part of their multi-year expansion project. They used to just have Sleeping Beauty's castle, so very similar to the one in California. However, now it is to be known as the Castle of Magic Dreams. It is set to be open this year in September and it's inspired by 13 different princesses and heroines, including some of the less known or less featured princesses, such as Moana, Mulan, and Princess Jasmine. It's going to be 51 meters tall, and it's also going to be home to the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. I, for one, cannot wait to see this project finished. The concept art looks incredible. If you haven't seen it, look it up. Because it's also fun to try and guess which section of the castle is inspired by which princess. That said, the architecture is kind of a mismatch. You've got different areas inspired by the different cultures and countries that backdrop these Disney princess stories. So it's very cool and it's definitely a completely different castle, something we've never seen before. Over in Shanghai, the castle is also very impressive. It is the biggest Disney castle to date, standing at an impressive 60 meters tall. It was the first castle to represent all the Disney princesses. It's a very big castle, it has elements of different princess castles, and it is known as the Enchanted Storybook Castle. It is actually the first castle to have a full attraction that runs through it which is as i mentioned the voyage to the crystal grotto where you can pass underneath it in a boat and it also is the first to have the garden of the 12 friends now this garden is inspired by the chinese zodiac calendar and you will find 12 mosaics representing the 12 animals of the zodiac but of course they have their disney twist so for example the pig is Ham from Toy Story, and the dragon is Mushu from Mulan. It is a beautiful piece of work, all the mosaics, the garden in itself, and I love that they're giving a nod to the traditions of the country. Wonderful idea. Would my podcast be complete without the mention of food? The food in these two parks looks phenomenal and there are lots of interesting and different unique options. I've decided to highlight a few of the most popular choices in each park. In Hong Kong Disneyland, the star of the show seems to be the Crystal Lotus. This is a fancy restaurant that is in the Disneyland Hotel. Here they serve and it's the home of those beloved dim sum characters. So dim sum are like a steamed bun style thing with fillings and flavors. And here they design them to look like Disney characters. You have Baymax, there's Olaf, aliens from Toy Story and Duffy the Bear. If you're not sure who Duffy the Bear is, check out episode two of my podcast and you'll find out who this crazy bear character that's exploded in the Asian Disney parks is. As well as the Crystal Lotus, the Royal Banquet Hall seems to be very popular. It is a huge, sprawling, quick service area in Fantasyland. It has four different rooms that have different themes and they have serving stations with different types of food. Apparently, the watermelon juice there is a force to be reckoned with. Another shout out that I want to give to this is because it's a place that's inspired by a film that gets like no recognition in any of the Disney parks. 
The place is called Clopin's Festival of Foods, a relation to Festival of Fools. If you got the reference, well done you. It is of course referring to Hunchback of Notre Dame. It is a quick service that has three different booths serving three different popular Chinese style dishes. They have the regional noodles section, a barbecue section and favorites from the wok section. It looks very colorful and fun. And I'm just like, well done to them for highlighting this very underrated Disney film. I loved Hunchback of Notre Dame. It was one of my favorites as a child. I was obsessed with Esmeralda. Really don't know why, but I was. So I like that. Another popular option apparently is Korean dried squid. Word on the street is that they have a booth where you can buy this Korean squid or turkey legs, go figure. I won't be able to try this because I'm allergic to seafood, so it could be amazing. Doesn't sound that great, but I'll let you guys be the judge. Shanghai Disneyland also has lots of cool and popular places. One of these is Il Paperino, which is a cute ice cream parlor that has interesting ice cream sundaes and really sweet waffles that have Donald on them for a change. Another nice place is Remy's Patisserie. This one is of course inspired by Ratatouille. You can get baked goods, Mickey Mouse shaped things and crepes. Shanghai also has their version of the Royal Banquet Hall, however theirs is inside the castle, it's fine dining and character dining. They've got really impressively designed and themed food, including Mickey-shaped melon balls, a dessert inspired by Olaf, and my personal favourite, the Cinderella Pumpkin Stew. A little stew served inside a tiny little pumpkin in a nod towards Cinderella's carriage. They have the Tangle Tree Tavern, which is inspired by the Snuggly Duckling in the film. And a nice interesting option is Barbosa's Bounty. A lot of the parks around the world have a restaurant right next to the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. However, they're typically table service and pricey. In Shanghai, it is a quick service restaurant and they have you know, meals from seven to $14, which is a really nice option to have. And you still get that lovely view of the ride. The top dish here apparently are the ribs. I'm not personally a big fan of ribs, but I guess if that's what everybody loves, they've got to be good. And finally, another top pick seemed to be Lumiere's Kitchen. This is in the Shanghai Disneyland Hotel, and it's a restaurant themed around the song Be Our Guest. You know, when Lumiere puts on the show on the table with all the plates and dishes and all that cool stuff. They also seem to have some demonstrations going on there time to time, including sugar candy painting, where they do those intricate designs on sugar candy. So that's kind of neat. to accommodation and what kind of places to stay you can expect in both parks. In Hong Kong Disneyland there are three options all owned by Disney. The most luxurious on offer is the Hong Kong Disneyland Hotel. This one is a five-star resort and has an architectural style similar to the Grand Floridian in Walt Disney World. They have a beautiful pool and a variety of Disney themed suites. Some of the most recent additions being the Frozen Suites. They are so fun. You have to look them up. They look amazing. But what is cool is that the five-star resort over here has really low prices for 
a typical average room, you're looking at around $302 per night, which is basically less than half of what it can cost to stay in a similar resort in the other parks, such as Grand Floridian in Walt Disney World or Disneyland Hotel in Disneyland Paris. So that's kind of nice. They also have a four-star resort called Disney's Hollywood Hotel. I'd say the most similar architecture to this one is Disney's Hotel New York slash Art of Marvel in Disneyland Paris. It's got that kind of Art Deco vibe with fun patterns, prints, and colors. It also has a piano-shaped pool, which I think is kind of funky. Again, the prices are really reasonable for a four-star resort. You're looking at around $232 per night. They also have a three-star resort in the Hong Kong Disneyland complex. This one is the most recent one to open and it is called Disney's Explorer Lodge. I would say it's kind of similar looking to Animal Kingdom Lodge in Walt Disney World, but it also has a kind of unique element to it as well, that there's kind of a exploration theme with artifacts from the different continents and a nod to different explorers throughout time. It looks kind of tropical as well. It's right on the edge of the water. You've got kind of a beach theme to it, palm trees. It looks really like idyllic. Again, the price is $232 per night, more or less, obviously depending when you go. So it's quite on par with the four-star resort. Not sure why that is, whether it's because it's newer, but again, really reasonable, I think, for what you're getting. Over in Shanghai, there are two Disney-owned resorts. The most luxurious is a five-star resort called the Shanghai Disneyland Hotel. This one, I wouldn't say it has a similar architecture to really any of the other main hotels that come to mind. It's kind of unique in that sense, but it's actually got its own special entrance through their kind of Disney town area. So that's kind of cool. They have normal rooms around $315 per night which again, very reasonable for a five-star resort. You're looking at half of what you'd pay in your counterparts worldwide. And if you want to go for a deluxe room, which is more themed, for example, they have frozen rooms, that's going to be around $435 per night. The second resort over there is the Toy Story Hotel. I've spoken about this one before because I'm fascinated with it. I love that they've made a a hotel themed around this. You feel like you're a toy. There's lots of big things, big colors, like you're in Andy's room. And considering this is a four star resort, the prices are so good. You're looking at around $184 per night, which is super impressive for a four star resort. Now you might be thinking, well, maybe that's because their customer service is different to America, for example, and that's why. But honestly, although I haven't stayed in a Disney resort in China, I have been to China and I've stayed in a hotel in China and our experience was really positive. We didn't pay that much money, but it was I think it was a four-star resort. It had really good amenities, good service. It was really nice. So I think maybe just the cost over there for good service is just lower. So generally speaking, it seems that both of the parks have wonderful options for accommodation that are really budget friendly, quite honestly, for what you're getting. The next kind of area I want to examine is what is coming. What are the new things coming to these parks? What potential do they have to wow us with new ideas? Hong Kong Disneyland is in a multi-year expansion phase, which is supposed to be starting with this revelation of the Castle of Magical Dreams in September. 
they have got a Frozen Land and a Marvel Land in the works. So the Frozen area of Arendelle is supposed to be very similar to the concept art that they've created for the new port at Tokyo Disney Sea. If you want to hear more about that, head over to episode 16 where I talk about all the new things coming to Disneyland Paris and Disneyland Tokyo. But just to kind of sum that up for you, they're going to have two rides in Arendelle and one is going to be Sven's Sleds, which is going to be similar technology to that of the Alien Swirling Saucers. That should be fun. In their Marvel Land, it's going to be based around the two attractions that they already have. So that's the Iron Man experience and the Ant-Man one. And they're hoping to add in a shooter attraction and a thrill ride. So it will be interesting to see what kind of designs and concepts they have for those new rides. Over in Shanghai Disneyland, they have got a very exciting expansion because it is a unique idea and a unique land that they haven't got anywhere else. They are making a Zootopia land. So the idea is that it's going to be Savannah Central, which is part of the city in the film. You'll be able to meet characters, you'll be able to buy animal themed headbands, and surely there's going to be an attraction, but there doesn't seem to be any juicy details on that yet. So watch this space. So I come to the moment where I'm thinking, which one would I choose? Like which one is in my preference, Hong Kong or Shanghai? And I guess this is where I'm stuck as always. Price-wise, just to give you an idea, to get a ticket to Hong Kong Disneyland, it's around $80 per day. And Shanghai is pretty decent because you can get off-peak tickets from as low as $56. And the most you'll pay is probably around $76. So that's really nice price-wise. But anyway, back to the struggle. As much as Shanghai Disneyland calls my name with that cool parts of the Caribbean idea, their ride that passes under the castle and the garden of 12 friends, the Tangled Tree Tavern, I honestly think that only slightly Hong Kong has the edge for me because Mystic Manor looks really interesting. I'd love to try that ride. They have that brand new castle that's going to be revealed that you're just not going to see that in any of the other parks. It's going to be brand new and shiny and exciting. Not to mention they have that beautiful crystal lotus menu with the Disney dim sum, which I just want right now. And then they have that Disney Explorers Lodge Resort, which for me just looks like a piece of paradise. It's right by the beach. You've got palm trees. You've got that cool Disney slash exotic Explorer vibe. As hard as it would be to choose, because I really, really hope that I'll get the chance to go to both at some point in the future. If I had to pick at the moment, I'm slightly leaning towards Hong Kong, although I would definitely never say no to a trip to Shanghai Disneyland. What about you guys? Which one wowed you? Do you want to go to Hong Kong, Shanghai? What were the best parts of the parks that appealed to you? Or like me, are you kind of torn between them? Let me know. I hope you enjoyed learning a little bit more information about all the different aspects of the two Disney parks in the China area. They're both definitely very impressive. Now let's finish off with my Disney fact of the day.
Did you know that although Mulan and Princess Jasmine had different voice actors to perform their speaking parts, they both have the same singing voice, performed by Broadway singer Leah Salonga. ends today's episode of the Disney Park Wanderer. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the content and are dreaming about your future Disney trips. If you want to get in touch, feel free to write to DisneyParkWanderer at gmail.com or leave a voice note. I look forward to hearing from you. I will be back on Friday with more Disney themed content and my 20th episode. Very exciting. And I hope you'll be there to join me. Enjoy the rest of your week. And until then, stay curious. Bye.